Podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO. We take you up until noon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Uh, Wade Lookingbill, former Hawkeye in about 20 minutes. Claxon's Barbecue to give away before we get out of here at noon. But right now he's the head coach of UNI. They'll find them right on top of the Missouri Valley Conference standings. Record 9-2 and two, coming off a win against uh, Valpo on uh, Wednesday night. And will host Drake tomorrow. The McLeod Center 3 o'clock is when the ball goes in the air. Coach uh, Trent Condon and Ken Miller, how are you, Coach? Yeah, good. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having us on. No, listen, appreciate you coming on. I guess what I want to start with you is uh, Fife had a double-double the other night. He finally missed a shot, Coach. <laughs> I mean, that run that he'd been on the previous two games, he didn't miss a field goal, which is just remarkable. Started out the game by making a couple before he finally missed. Boy, he was on a heck of a roll, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he's been great for us. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun to, to have him back. Obviously, last year's a that's a uh, that's a tough year, you know. It's a lot to go through for uh, for a young guy uh, with uh, with medical condition that uh, um, uh, it just you know it's to keep you off the press floor and keep you off the table. But it was you know kind of every minute of every day, just a, just a different deal. So uh, fun, uh, a lot of fun to have him back and his his energy. Uh, you know, he, he's, he he plays hard every single possession. Uh, he, he just up beaten, so you know he's not thinking about. Okay, you know when do I get to shoot? Uh, when, you know when's it my turn? When are they going to run a play for me? You know he he just he loves playing and he wants our team to do well. Uh, and I think that shows in you know his shooting percentage. You know he's rolling to the basket and getting some that way. He gets some post touches, but he, everything he thinks about is man. I just I'm gonna play as hard as I can and I want our team to do well. And I think that's you know that's one of the reasons that he's so efficient. Coach, uh, last week you have to go on the road for two games. You go to Evansville over the weekend and then over through the week on Wednesday night to Valpo. The thing about both those games, you got off to good, strong starts early on. The importance of that, knowing that for a lot of these teams, this is one of the biggest games on the schedule that they have left having the number one team in the MVC coming in. Those strong starts on the road, the importance of them. Yeah, you know, anytime, you, anytime you're playing, I think anytime you, you, know, you, get, uh, uh, you, know, you get yourself – you get a game started. It's uh, you love to love to jump out to a nice start, and and you know for in both of those games, uh, you know it wasn't. I wouldn't say guys that it was uh, you know maybe tremendously sharp on our part, but uh, in particular at Belpo, very uh, very businesslike. We we had a great practice the the, the day ahead of time before we went to Belpo. Uh, played the same way in the first half in particular uh, as we had just practiced and. Uh, so some you know, some very good carryover that way, uh, and then just the you know the ability to to defend them well enough, take a couple things away, and try to make it tough for them to start the game and uh, you know get yourself out in a spot because you know as we saw in the in the second half of both games, you know, there's going to be a point in time where uh, you know whether it's you know, whether it's early in the game or you know late first half, sometimes second half guys, there's going to be a point in the game where where uh, you know, the other team is going to play well, or you know each team is going to play well, um, and that happened in those games. You know, so having a 
point at Evansville, having a 15 point lead at Belpo, those the, you know those were uh, those were big horses. You know what else is big for you, Coach? When you know you get to that uh, that bonus situation and and Green's the guy stepping to the free throw line, pretty automatic. I mean, the first one's always you know it's 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 up in the air, right? You you want obviously you want them both, but uh, when you got Green on the line, knowing that he's going to be shooting, pretty good chance he's going to get an opportunity to shoot them both. Yeah, he's uh, he's been terrific at uh, at that spot uh, in terms of going to the line and. And uh, he's making free throws, uh, and he's doing it. Uh, his numbers, his you know, getting to the free throw line has been a been a spot where he's he's really made a great adjustment. He's been terrific since our game against West Virginia. He's he's been he's gotten himself to the free throw line during the course of the forty minutes, and then late, obviously, we want the basketball in his hands if we can get it that way and get him to the free throw line. You know, Coach, as you talk about your team this year and the difference from some of the past teams, you look at them. It was rugged, tough defense, and you guys still work to play that way on that end of the floor. But the thing that continues to jump out to me is what you're doing on the other end, how efficient this team has been. You're playing at a little quicker tempo. You're still not going to be confused with Loyola Marymount of the late late 80s, early 90s by any means. But you are playing quicker. But what have you guys done offensively? What what changes have you implemented to get this team playing as efficiently as they are? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, last year was a change for us at the offensive end, what we're doing in the half court and uh, um, involving our center much more uh, out on the three-point line. Uh, you know, things that, you know, things that uh, you would see with you know, a number of teams in college are doing it where, uh, you know, their, their center's got the basketball and you're getting some guard-to-guard action on each side and going to a dribble handoff and getting some pin downs. And so what that does is opens up the floor a little bit more. Uh, the guys are are playing and, and, uh, <clears throat> they've got their reads, of course, that, you know, that we're working on in practice every day. But a lot of our possessions right now are, are guys, you know, simply playing together, uh, reading, you know, how we're being defended, uh, you know, watching films. So going into a game, we have an idea of what they're going to do with, uh, how they're going to defend the guard to guard pin downs, how they're going to defend the ball screen with their center. And, uh, <clears throat> but I guess more specifically to your question, Trent, uh, you know, a little more free flowing uh, for the guys. Not as many set plays. Um, we've still got some that we like, and we still try to sneak them in. Uh, you know, now and again to try to get a try to get a quick basket. Uh, but for the most part, playing in transition. You know, moving the ball up and down the floor. And you know what I what I really like about it is you know our roster is we've got a great roster for for playing this way. You know, and last year we were really good. The last three weeks, the guys got real comfortable with it. Uh, having a lot of guys back. There's some carryover from a year ago. And, you know, we got Spencer and Isaiah mm-hmm. and AJ, uh, Antoine Kimmons on the bench, Taiwan Pickford, you know, that, those kind of guys in your backcourt, you know, it really fits them. And then up front with Trey Burhow, uh, Austin Fife, uh, you know, guys that are, you know, Trey can really shoot it. Austin's very skilled for the center position. And Noah Carter, you know, is finding his way now as a freshman. So I, it really fits our personnel. We've, we've got a very skilled group and it fits them now. You know, to your initial point, I'm bugging them all the time about being tougher and a little more rugged like that. <laughs> that's still the answer. You know, at the end of the day, fellas, that's still the answer. And, and uh, you know, we're still, you know, we're, we're still a work in progress at both ends of the floor. But, but, uh, but, but we've got to get a little bit tougher. I know, I, I know that as you get set to host Drake tomorrow, which should be a fun basketball game, Robbins obviously jumps off the, uh, uh, the, the, the tape when you're watching him. He was terrific the other night against Bradley. That was a nice bounce-back win for the Bulldogs. Uh, Coach DeVries' team playing well. Penn has been good. Sturts, you know, he can, he can uh, knock him down when he needs to. Thomas is uh, a nice player in his own right. This is a nice team. Uh, Fife versus Robbins, worth the price of admission by itself, I think, tomorrow, Coach. 
Yeah, and you're getting you know, a couple things. Robbins is one of the most approved guys in the country. You know, I think when you're in league play, you think about your league, and he's you know he's obviously we we all see him. Um, we see him on film. You see him a lot, right? They, you know, they uh, they see him every day down there. Um, but he's 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 one of the most improved players in the country. Just doing a tremendous job. They've done a great job with his development, and uh, and then you, you think about that position around the league. Uh, Prim at Missouri State with uh, De Silva. You know, Fife at our place. Big kid at Southern that you just saw. The two big kids from Bradley. Like that position is is. Uh, is back in a lot of ways in our league. There's, there's some great guys at that spot. Some guys I didn't mention, you know, around the league that uh, that hold down that spot. So you got a great matchup there. And I think for us, you got five. You know, we got uh, Justin Dahl, who's playing, you know, playing well for it as a senior. Uh, James Betts has played that spot some. Luke has played there some. You know, Noah's played there a little bit. And I think it's going to take, you know, it's going to take everybody. And I, you know, you mentioned the rest of their roster. It's uh uh, they were they, look. They were terrific against Bradley, and uh, and they've got themselves in a good spot. They've got 16 wins, and they're in a good spot in the league right now to make a move. And Roman Penn's been a great newcomer, and mm-hmm. um, you know Wilkins and Murphy and and Sturts and and uh, Thomas. You know guys that played last year, Pilipovich. Like it, it's a good roster, and it's a good team. You know Darren, he and I know each other very well, right. and uh, just. Uh, Got a tremendous amount of respect for him. He's he's a terrific coach, but he's he's just a you know he's a he's a better guy. And uh, so he and I, uh, you know, like I said, we've just known each other a long time. He's done a terrific job there. Saw a tweet earlier in the week from David Harris, the athletic director at UNI, saying you guys were close to a sellout. Have you have you seen? Have you sold all tickets? And it sounds like it's going to be a great environment tomorrow in Cedar Falls. Yeah, they're getting close. It'll be sold out by game time. You know, whether it sells out uh, yet today or. Um, so yeah, it's going to be sold out. It's going to be a going to be a great great environment. Uh, you know, I think a, you know, a result of, of uh, two things: our guys are you know are playing well. Our guys have been fun to watch. Um, I know our fans uh, have enjoyed coming and, and supporting them. We've been at home and and it's been good. We've been at 5,100, 5,200, mm-hmm. but this is going to be more 6,500. It's going to be the real deal tomorrow. And and then the other side of it is you know you got Drake coming in here, and that's a big deal to our fans. Uh, um, to have to have Drake as as the uh, as the opponent tomorrow, so they're you know they're bringing a lot of that attention to the game as well. You know, speaking of attention, coach, this will be my last thing. I'll let Trent finish up. Um, WatchStadium.com and then some real good basketball writers, right? I mean, Jeff Goodman and Clark Kellogg and Gottlieb and Alfonso Ellis, DeCorsi, Doster, Norlander. They put together their their players of the year in college basketball, their top fifteen, and there's some wonderful players. But at fourteen, there's AJ Green from UNI. Uh, the program's starting to get noticed nationally. Green on that list of, of the best players in the game right now. I thought that spoke volumes. Yeah, and, and he and he should be. I, I'm, you know, I'm really happy. I was really happy to to hear about that and, and see it, and and he should be. You know, I, I don't. Uh, um, well, what what he's done. You know, you look at our game against South Carolina. You look at again Colorado. You look at some of the other non. You know, those those are games that are uh, Colorado being a top twenty team, and then you know, they've got a pretty group. Um, AJ games. You look at the way he started league play. His first six, six games of league play, I you know I told a couple, uh, you know, I told a couple of guys that's as good as six games as I've seen in fourteen years. Uh, and then there have been, as we know, guys, there, there have been some tremendous, tremendous players. Not taking anything away from anybody, but his first league was was a good thing. So I, uh, 
You know, and, and the best part about it, fellas, and I talk about this all the time. You know, the best part about it is, you know, AJ he wants to be on on that list. He wants to be one of the best players in the country. There's no doubt about it that that's on his list of goals. But he is in here every single day. You know, the most important thing to him is just get better. How can I help our team get better? How can I get better? Uh, what are we going to do to play well on Saturday against Drake, Coach? I mean, it, he just wants to keep getting better. So I'm, I'm glad he's on that list, and he and he should be. Coach, we're going to get you out of here with a goofy one. There's a movie being made about you and I alum, Kurt Warner. So let's go to your basketball program over the last 15-plus years. The first guy that jumped to mind, I'd like to see a movie made on Lucas O'Rear. That guy just seemed like an animal out there, had a baseball career. Anybody else jump to mind in a movie you'd like to see made about their life? Kansas U and I game. Well, I would would tell you, I guess two things. One, I'm really excited for Kurt. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's become a, he's become a very good and a very close friend. And, and I'm just really, really excited for him to, to have, you know, have that happen. Yeah. What a, what a, what a tremendous deal. So, um, we all are, you know, here at Northern Iowa, but, uh, that's it. Uh, awesome. See that happen. No, you nailed it. You nailed it. In my, <laughs> in my time, there's, there's no question that if there's, if there's one guy, it'd be Luco. Yeah, that's great stuff. Listen, coach, really enjoyed this as always. Look forward to doing it again in a couple of weeks. Appreciate it, Ben. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you, Ben Jacobson. Washer Systems of Iowa presents all of our Missouri Valley Conference conversation all throughout the basketball season. Good stuff there with Ben Jacobson. Uh, Fife Robbins tomorrow. That is going to be a good one there. And it is... Uh, Fox Sports Midwest. Yes, Fox Sports Midwest will have it. 671 if you're a DirecTV subscriber. Layman's got the color. He does. Who's the play-by-play guy? Any idea? Not that it matters. Yeah, I don't remember offhand who it was that he's going to be working with, but we will talk to Kevin next week certainly about Mm -hmm. that, and I hope we get a good game out of this. You know, I... Well, the point spread trends double digits. It's it's a big, big number. Uh You and I are playing well. Oh, they are. They T- really are. That Valpo game the other night, it was kind of ugly at the start. It was, but they got a lead. They controlled it. They're double digits. Never really were pushed. And to do that on the road and do it two straight games, it's a really good UNI mm-hmm. team that I think they're built to make some noise in the tournament, too. You know, they well, had did the you see that Lenardi came out today? Did you see what his first round matchup is in Tampa? Who? Iowa. You oh, I. Iowa, you and I. And he's done that twice now. Over the last month, do you want to see that? I mean, it would be great for the state. It would be, but a, yeah, I want to see them both get to right. The first How about a Sweet Sixteen? There matchup? you go. I would sign for that. Now that we get something any like that day of the week. That's good stuff with Ben Jacobson. Appreciate that. Appreciate you and I like a ten seed, something like that. Yeah. Iowa like a six seed, and they meet in the Sweet Sixteen. Winner goes to the Elite Eight. In sign me up for that. In one. in in. Uh, Wade Looking Bill's going to join the uh, program next. You know, this this ESPN Plus, I'm a dangerous man with the Valley now. Oh, really? You're getting deep into <laughs> it. Yes, I am. I, I, I love it for that. Yeah. You know what? We kind of, no, not we, I kind of poo-pooed the Valley's television mm-hmm. uh, online only. Come on. But you know what? That's the future, right? Look, the Big 12 is going down that path. Well, and it's not like it's only there. They got games on CBS Sports Network. They have these games on Fox Sports Midwest, Mm -hmm. one during the week and one over the weekend at the very least. ESPNU has some games. So they still have the package that they've had, but now every game is available. And you want to flip on, and it's close, and I did this the other night. can't remember what game it was, but it was tight at the end, and I flipped over and I think... No, it wasn't the Bradley game because Bradley's playing Drake. But regardless, you're able to do that and have everything at your fingertips 
It is pretty nice to bowl. Hawks Huskers conversation with former Hawk Wade Looking Bill when Trent and I continue. Before we do that, it's time to pay your bills with iHeartRadio and 1460 KXNO along with 106.3 FM. Uh, text the keyword ball to 200 200 right now. That's ball to 200 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Uh, back with Wade Looking Bill. Miller and Condon till noon. Claxon's Barbecue is about 25 minutes away. It's 1460 KXNO and now on 106.0. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and now on 106.3 FM. In about 20 minutes, we'll give you an opportunity to uh, win some barbecue from our friends at Claxon's in Altoona, 3131 8th Street uh, in Altoona. Wade Looking Bill, former Hawkeye, he will uh, join us. In fact, he's going to join us right now. We'll get to Nebraska and Iowa coming up, but I want to go back to what night was it, Trent? Tuesday night, it must have been, right? For the basketball, yeah. yes. Uh, Wednesday. Oski, yeah, Wednesday night, I think. Was it Wednesday night? Okay. Well, early yeah. in the week, and, and you had the color. You were MC22-ing it. Um, well, you talking about, about Bowen Boer. I think about the Hawks, yeah. No, yeah. no. We're talking about high school yeah. before we get into the Hawks, and I do want to get into that. Unbelievable. Because, yeah, Unbelievable. it was unreal. So tell me about that matchup. Bourne uh, versus Foster. They both filled it up. You had a courtside uh, seat for it. How good was it? It was it was great, you know. Um, we scheduled the game obviously months ago, and then and then Bader got got hurt and sick, and he had played a couple games before this scheduled game, but we were still a little bit unsure he was going to play. But I, I've never seen anything like it. First half, Bowen Bourne had thirty seven <laughs> and a half, and um, Xavier Foster had twenty eight. It just was, and they and they slowed down a little bit in the second half, but but Foster ended up eight of fourteen from three, and Bourne was just. Unbelievable! I've, I've, I've never seen a kid. And granted, he's playing against you know not the greatest competition in the world. And Norwalk just had a little more pieces to their puzzle than than Oskaloosa. But two really good players. It was fun. You know those uh, those two guys. Of course, we know Xavier Foster on his way to Iowa State. Bowen Bourne, though, on his way to U and I. He's five eleven. He's not the biggest guy. He's got more cut. He's got thicker, certainly, during his high school career. But it seems like a good place for him. But the question, I think, for a lot of people with Bourne, both Iowa and Iowa State fans, could he have played in the Big Ten? Could he have played in the Big 12? When you watch him physically, could he have handled it? I, I think so. You know, he's he's not a stiff. I mean, I, he didn't in this game, but I've seen him dunking games from mm-hmm. down the lane. And two or three times he came down and challenged, I mean, challenged Xavier Foster and just, Dropped it right over him. You know, I, I, I always think it was there was a, there was a reason why nobody ever offered him, and I, if they're just scared to make a mistake, it I, I kind of equate it to the NFL draft. You know, it's mm. got to be hard to take you know a quarterback with the first pick in the NFL draft because if you're wrong, it might cost you your job. And mm-hmm. if you take Bowen Born and you only got 14 scholarships and it doesn't work out, it's just. It, it's a big chunk of your scholarships. I, I think he could play. Creighton looked at him really hard, and I, I think they wanted to pull the trigger. I know he was at Iowa State a couple times for unofficial. You know, Iowa just didn't think they needed him with, with Toussaint and the guys they got coming in with Ulysses. But um, I think he's really special. I, you know, he's going to have a great career. And, you know, if, if he goes to you and I and lights it up and, 
Steelers. Nothing wrong with with, with transferring either. And I, I hope he stays there. I wish he would have gone to Drake, kind of a local kid, but right. he's going to be a great fit. You just had Ben Jacobson on, and holy cow, that, that's going to be a heck of a back back court with him and him and AJ Green. Boy, isn't that the truth? Well, let's get to the Hawks and let's go back to Wednesday nights. And you know, coming off again, I sound like I'm making excuses for this team, but I really truly believe you can draw a line through it. The Illinois game was emotional. It was physical. It was. It yeah. had a little bit of everything. Then you go on the road to a Purdue, and you and you get that 17-0 run hung on you early in the basketball game. I just think that they were up against it, and you know what? Maybe you just swallow hard. Yeah, this wasn't our night type of thing. Now, if they get yeah. if they lethargic against Nebraska, then all bets are off, and I was dead wrong. But I think you just throw, draw a line through it. I'm sure you've had those kind of games. What's your takeaway on what happened Wednesday night uh, over in West Lafayette? Yeah, and, and full disclosure, I did not watch the game. I had a work thing going on, so I, I taped it and was going to watch it, and then I saw the score, and I thought, <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll just check the box score and read the highlights and stuff. But I, I got a pretty good idea of what, what went on, and you know, so so he'd won five in a row, six to seven in in the Big Ten, which is unbelievable. I, I, I and, and you made a good point about the travel. You know, going to Maryland, coming back, Illinois. You write physical game, back on the road to West Lafayette. It's a hard place to get to. Um, it's it's a longer flight than most. Now, losing by forty, you know it it happens. It, it, it's just one loss. Same thing, obviously, do a loss by two. But they got to come back Saturday at I think five o'clock and play well against Nebraska, which I think they will. You know they were upset with that first Nebraska game, and they obviously got embarrassed at Purdue. And Ryan Cleaner made some good comments, I thought. But you can't let this make be a trend, you know. Mm-hmm. So they got Nebraska at home Saturday game. They they better win, and then they're at Indiana and at Minnesota. So if they can split that. But those two road games, I think they're right back in it. You know, they're still thinking about a Big Ten title, and in the back of their mind, hey, let's finish top four. That gives us two buys in the tournament. What is the toughest building in the Big Ten to play in, at least going back to when you were in the league? What was the one that, regardless of how talented a team was, you knew was going to be tough? Yeah, you know, and they're all, they're all new. Like, I've, I've never played in Ohio State Arena. I played yeah. one year at the Breslin Center. That, that was brand new when it was open, but I tell you, for me, and it's something, it's funny, I, Purdue and Minnesota are always loud. And I don't know if it has something to do with, the, with that raised floor and just the acoustics, but, mm-hmm. you know, Minnesota-Iowa is definitely a big rivalry. Purdue-Iowa, you know, it's kind of a rivalry, but not, not as much. But it just seems like those arenas, that they're older, maybe the, you know, the, the sound doesn't, doesn't bounce off the walls as much as or get absorbed, but... I always thought those two were really loud, Purdue and Minnesota, and with those raised floors, it just had something to do. It just exacerbated that that, that noise level. How do you think Coach McCaffrey handled the the team after Purdue when they got back and they? I mean, I don't even know. Do you, do you watch that game? Do you, do you do you just flush it? Not even show the kids? I mean, all the travel. It's the it's the Big Ten. It's a physical league. There's no off nights. They're playing twice a week, seemingly every single week for crying out loud. Uh, what? How do you think he handled it? Did he go easy on them, or or how would he have handled it in your mind? So, so this is how it goes. So they they get back. I don't know. They're flying to Cedar Rapids, got a bus to Iowa City, so they probably get back to their apartments or dorm rooms at one thirty in the morning. Okay, probably no practice Thursday. Um, they'll go kind of hard today, get a sweat going, but then they got a game tomorrow, right? So, so 
what I think is he talked about it and they watched no tape of it. But today at practice, when something goes wrong, he's going to bring that up. Mm. And, you know, Fran's got a very colorful vocabulary, and I'm sure there's going to be some mention about getting your butt kicked, so to speak, by 40. And, oh, by the way, losing that in Nebraska six weeks ago. That's going to get brought up. Mm, as, yeah. as far as watching the tape, they won't. They just don't have time. You know, they had Thursday off. They'll go a little bit today, and they got a game tomorrow afternoon. It's quick, and uh, it's a grind. There were times in the game, even when Iowa was trying to get back in it after the 17th straight, team looked tired. I mean, th- physically, this is not a very deep team. Okay. We, we've talked about that a whole lot, Barrett. But when you're going through the grind here, just physically holding up here, we've heard about Fran and his teams and what has happened late in the season. We've talked about it a bunch here, Wade. But when you look at it here, not just the, the physical side of it, but also the mental side, the grind of the Big Ten schedule. This is this is when it gets to be tough. You know, I, I can remember, especially as a freshman, you know, it's a long season. The, the season starts six weeks before your high school season. The practices are longer. And I always bring this up, and it's kind of goofy, but, but the floor is 10 feet longer than a high school floor. So you think about all the times you're going up and down the floor, it starts to add up. <laughs> so this is a time of year where it's that crappy February weather, and it gets to be a grind. Now, it, it's still basketball. It's still fun, but... You have to stay engaged. So, a couple things. They just can't afford any other injury. They're, they're only playing basically six guys. They play eight a little bit with Pemzel and Evelyn, and they kind of spot minutes here and there. But they'll do a lot of half-court stuff. Um, but, again, with TV timeouts nowadays, it's not like you have to really play for seven-minute stretches. You right. get TV timeouts and all that good stuff. So that helps. But you got to be fresh. And, again, Everything is geared towards towards March. It'd be nice to win the Big Ten title. It'd be nice to finish in the top four and, and get a double bye. But again, let's get a decent seed in the tournament, keep everybody healthy, and then let's see what happens to March. Uh, speaking of winning the conference, Wade, first place on the on the line tonight in Champaign, Maryland, uh, who's now won a couple of games on the road. They're unbeaten at home. They're terrific uh, at home. But Illinois is one of the stories, I think, of the year, not only in, in the Big Ten, but in college basketball. They're having a great year. Rutgers, Penn State, uh, all of those schools having terrific years. But Maryland, Illinois tonight, nobody saw this coming, that on the 7th of February that uh, the winner of this game would find themselves in sole possession of first place in the Big Ten. What what a conference. Have any opinion on that game tonight, Wade? I do like Maryland. It's the game's at at, at Illinois though, right? Yes. Yeah. So but I I still like Maryland. I I think they're the best team. I think as far as talent wise, you look at you look at guys that are gonna play in the NBA. I, I think Maryland has more than any other school in the Big Ten. They 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 got pros on that team. Michigan State, they just don't have the even even Cassius Winston. He might not get drafted. You know, he's he's a second know, rounder at best, right. um, and he's a great player, great great player. But I think Maryland's got more horsepower, so to speak, than any team in the conference. I think they get the win tonight at Illinois, but Illinois is tough. They they got tough guys, and they've taken their lumps. Those juniors and seniors in that team have just been destroyed the last couple of years, so they're excited to you know be competitive and, and compete for a title. But that being said, I'll take it. Good stuff, Wade. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Wade Looking, Bill, former Hawk, as uh, we take a quick look at uh, back 
and the, the, the game tomorrow. Did you see what's going on in Michigan with Xavier Simpson? Did yeah, you see just, that story? Just borrowing the AD's car. No. AD's wife's car. It was registered to his wife. So what, what's up with this? Well, the athletic director's son is one of the managers on the basketball right. team, and apparently they are close friends. So I don't think this is nearly the... Close friends since he got to school? Is yeah. This, okay. Yeah. So they, he didn't know him prior to uh, getting Dan Arbor. Right. But I'm guessing. Managers, players hang uh-huh. out. I mean, he probably rebounds for him and does all that kind of stuff, right. too. And this is not, remember the Missouri, who was it? Clemens? Was that the guy's name that totaled the AD's car? I don't remember. But it was that. also a gift car. Well, Michigan's had their car troubles, too, right? They have, yeah. But what was the name of that booster that was, uh, I think they barred him? Uh, Martin, right? Yeah, I think it was Martin. Yeah. Yes, I think it was. I think you're yeah. right. Good for you. Him and George Raveling very tight. Okay. You can thank Mr. Martin for having Roy Marble play basketball at the University of Iowa. Okay. That's a different that conversation worked, for a different day. But it worked out well. It did. It did. And no probation that came along with that right. one. Right. Mateen Cleves in the car with tractor trailer. Yes. That's what it was. Maceo Baston maybe was in that car. Don't remember, but I remember tractor trailer was, it was a Cadillac, I think. Yes. And, but yeah, Cleves was on his recruiting visit. Well, he saw this thing's blowing up. I guess I'll end up at Michigan State and win a national title. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Beat Iowa State in the round of eight. Yes, great game. It was a well. It was yeah. It was a good. It was a really good game. It was it a was. really good game. You stay. You kicked out of that basketball game. But the Simpson thing was just odd. It's right? odd. It, driving the AD's wife's car. I don't see this as when you kind of. You get don't the smell full a rat here. No, I I like to sniff those out. I don't, I'm not seeing anything very nefarious. Plus. I believe a lot of people in college basketball and what they say about Xavier Simpson. This is doesn't feel like it's the same shadiness. Maybe that you'd you'd see it some other places. Well, we had one in Kansas last year. <laughs> That's very true. Right? And if it happened to Kansas, maybe I'd be thinking about this one a little bit differently. Maybe Juwan Howard's going back to the '90s though. He's throwing things back now. It worked that back then, uh, no doubt. All right, let's do this, Trent Condon. We will open up the phone lines right now. Uh, 284-5966, 284-5966. We've got four basketball games. And the greatest tiebreaker ever. It is a good tiebreaker. Different tiebreaker. It's going to involve some math. The XFL games. There's four, four of them this weekend. Four. Total points in all of them combined. Closest without going over. If you want to have an opportunity to win Claxon's Barbecue, first four callers right now, 284-5966. If you're getting a ringtone, that means you're in. Getting a busy signal, well, we'll have to try again next week. Trent and I take you until noon. Claxon's BBQ next, 1460 KXNO, and now on 106. States are situations. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Take you up until noon. Murph and Andy slide on in at 2. The Fanatics at 4. High School Hoops tonight. Double dip joined in progress at 7. Southeast Polk and Waukee. Trent has the call of that. Who's doing the color with you? Are you a Lone Ranger tonight? No, Dar Danielson will be in tow with me. You can also catch the game online with video streaming with CISN. Very nice. I think that's Dar Danielson's wife right behind you. Yes, Is that it is. Sue over there? It is. So I thought, anyways, uh, time to give away Claxon's Smokehouse and Grill, ClaxonBBQ.com, ClaxonBBQ.com, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. In business 
for over 20 years, approaching 25 years in Altoona. Jim, Frank, Dennis, and Lisa, we will give you four games. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 Jim is up first. Jim, how are you? I'm good, guys. How's it going? Doing well. We've adjusted some of these point spreads to get a hook involved in them. So uh, for our purposes, Drake is a uh, gets ten and a half points from you and I. You and I, ten and a half over Drake. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say you and I. Okay. Uh, Iowa gives fourteen and a half to Nebraska. <laughs> Iowa. Iowa State gives four and a half to K State. Iowa State. Michigan State is a point and a half favorite. They're on the road versus Michigan. Michigan State. Four games in the XFL this weekend. Total uh, total points in all of them. Closest without going over. Okay, I have no idea, but I'll say 187. 187. All right, thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. We lost Lisa. Oh, no. Lisa's gone. Lisa dropped. You want to call Lisa back, or should we open up the phones again? I'll try her back quick. Try her back quick. Uh, meanwhile, while you do that, I'll grab Frank. Frank uh, Miller and Condon. How are you, Frank? Fine. Did you have a good week? I did. All right. Uh, all right. You and I is a 10.5-point favorite over Drake. Uh, Drake. Taking the points. I agree with you. Iowa is a 14.5-point favorite over Nebraska. Nebraska. Iowa State gives 4.5 to K-State. K-State. Michigan State's on the road. They're on the road as a 1.5-point favorite. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Taking Michigan, okay. And here's the tiebreaker. Uh, total points in the XFL, four games this weekend, closest without going over. Uh, 186. 186. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. What did we decide to do with Lisa? I tried Lisa back and it went straight to voicemail, so something must have popped up there. Who did Frank have in the Husker-Hawkeye game? I missed that one. I'll go back. I and I can go back to tape. I'll have I don't to air check it. Uh, we will take one more call. Yes. Two eight four five nine six six. Dennis, you hang in there. Dennis, we're coming to you. Two eight four five nine six six. If you got a busy signal and you want in, we've lost Lisa. We lost Lisa. Uh, we got a whole bunch of calls right now. I want to take her place though? Uh, Dennis is up. Uh, Dennis, welcome to the program. How are you, Dennis? Good. Uh, you and I is a ten and a half point favorite over Drake. Drake. Iowa, a 14.5-point favorite over Nebraska. Iowa. Iowa State gives 4.5 to K-State. Iowa State. Michigan State is a 1.5-point favorite over Michigan. Uh, Michigan State. Michigan State for you, okay. And the tiebreaker is all the games this weekend in the XFL, there's four. Uh, total points in all of them, closest without going over, Dennis. 211. 211. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, and Butch slid and grabbed Lisa's line. Uh, Butch, welcome to Miller and Condon. Butch, how was your week? It's going good, but I don't like the snow. Yeah, you and me both, my friend. I'm sick <laughs> okay. of it. I had an angry Ken Miller this morning <laughs> texting me. Oh, I can believe it. <laughs> All right, Butch, uh, you and I is a 10.5-point favorite over Drake. Drake. Iowa, a 14.5-point favorite over Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Iowa. Iowa State, four and a half over K-State. Iowa State. Michigan State's a point and a half favorite on the road at Michigan. Michigan. And total points in the four XFL games. Closest without going over, Butch. 
198. 198. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you to Claxons. Thank you for all of those who participated. And too bad Lisa's battery. That's what I'm going to claim. Her battery. Battery went, went down. Battery yeah, went you can down. buy that. I can buy that. I wonder. I've seen there are point spreads out for the XFL games this weekend. In fact, I'm on one of them. You're actually playing one of them? Is that what you mean? I have a, I have a sickness, Ken. I want to see if there is totals here, because it, it did feel like, at least initially to me, everybody was a tick high. I was thinking these over-unders would be more in that low 40 range. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at probably under 180. Let's see. Pro football. Bill Hill. Still, Bill Hill does not have totals yet, at least on the app. But you can bet the games and the point spreads. Yeah. So I, I won't see a play tomorrow. Not at all. Not in play tomorrow because they're all, all on top of everything. Yeah. Now, maybe Sunday. I haven't looked at Sunday's hoop schedule. Have you? Uh, a little bit. There was a couple of intriguing games. There was a Big Ten game. There's got to be a Big Ten game early, I would think, right? right? That's normally the way that it plays out. Uh, it's Ohio State at Wisconsin at noon on CBS. Butler's at Marquette early. Eh. Mid-afternoon. Oh, he was a late a game in the lot. Big Ten. Uh, Northwestern at Rutgers. Yeah. That's going to stink. Five thirty. Yeah, five thirty. The XFL is probably going to sneak its way in. On I Sunday. think it will too. I'm going to. The Jets and the Blackhawks play Sunday nights. So I'll watch them. But I think I'll probably try. I'm going to try. Now, where did you find all these rule changes for those folks who do want to watch this and yeah, and kind uh, of figure out what's yeah, going on? Where did you find them? I just googled XFL rule changes, and it came up, and it's a article from XFL.com mm-hmm. explaining the rationale behind it too, which I thought was very interesting. They laid out the XFL rule, how it's different from either college or pro football, and then the rationale underneath it. So it was a really good article. In fact, I might send that to you. I'm yeah, sure please do. you would uh, enjoy perusing through that. Yeah, I'm going to try and watch. So you have no idea. Look, MetLife Stadium is hosting a game on Sunday. Trent, how many people are going to... You know how bad that's going to look on TV? Well, the first week of games, regardless of the league, we usually see at least a pretty good attendance number. Yeah, but at MetLife? At MetLife? That thing seats almost 80,000. I would think, yeah. They get twenty thousand. Uh, you, you tighten in that camera shot. <laughs> Going to put some tarps out. I would. Assume, well, that's a lot of tarps for a football. Was stadium. it one year in Birmingham for the Birmingham Bowl? They put everybody on one side of the stadium Did too, on top really? of it. So not only could you not sit up top, you couldn't even sit on the east side of the stadium. You had to sit on the west side. And the cameras were on the opposite side, right. so it looked as though there was a decent crowd. Yes. Um, does Jacksonville foot? Do they still have tarps at their stadium? Yes, I think they do. Yeah. See, they're having a couple of games in across the pond this year. Back to back games. Oh, is that what? So they'll stay there. They will stay there. Uh, Broncos are going to London this year. That snuck out this week. They're going to play Atlanta. Apparently, it'll be an Atlanta home game on the local level. I saw the Bears are scheduled to go to the Jaguars this year, but they will not be part of the they're two not. games going across the pond since they were terrible over mm-hmm. in uh, London this year against the Raiders. What a terrible loss that was. Yeah, well, so uh, of the four games, well, the three games of the four <laughs> teams that move our needle, is there one, if you had the better point spread on one, I think Drake's getting too many points. I'm not quite there with you. Okay. That one, I, Robbins I think... Robbins has been playing so well. Trent. He has. Fife's also playing really no, well, too. No, he has, too. And Fife has a lot more help around him. Uh-huh. I mean, outside of Penn... You know, Murphy's been very inconsistent yeah, this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Sturts yeah. can shoot it, but that's mm-hmm, about it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just like you and I, that's a pretty good number, I think, there. That Iowa State number seems big. I don't think it's going to come out that big. When it comes out this afternoon, I don't think you'll you see. You don't think it'll be four and a half? You think it's closer half. to pick? And Ken Palm actually has it a five. I moved that half point down Did you? instead of going up with it. Do you like the clones to find the win column? I'm not sure I do. I don't think I do. K-State's playing better. And I think I was going to win, but... I have a feeling we're going to come in Monday concerned. 
They'll beat Nebraska, but it won't, won't be very impressive. Really? And then they go on the road for back-to-backs. Yeah, Indiana what on what, Wednesday? I'm grabbing the points with the Cornhuskers. If that thing's over 12 and a half, I'm going to grab the points with the Cornhuskers this weekend. That's probably my best of the three. But I got other bets. Of course you do. There's other games. They're singing the anthem at other facilities. I'm going back to the Big East. And so this is your play of the weekend. Play of the weekend, right, Villanova at home, Seton Hall. It's a top 20 matchup tomorrow. That'll be a real good one. There's so many games on. I'm not sure how much of this I will see. Villanova, though, with Gillespie, they're a completely different team at home. They have been average at best on the road. Really good at home, though. Seton Hall, that story with the injuries mm-hmm. that they have dealt with. Miles yes. Powell still very well could be National Player of the Year. But certainly in the conversation. I just like Villanova at home a lot more. You're going to have to lay a couple points here. Two's the number at Ken Pomeroy. So that is my play of the weekend. Lay the two with Nova. And he's coming off a 3-1 and week to get to this point. He was 3-0 and and then last night uh, did not go. That did not go well. No, it did not go well at all. You were That thing was uh, over early. Well, that's going to do it for the week. Uh, we will reconvene next week. We'll talk about Iowa. We'll talk about Iowa State. Uh, the Valley is getting good as they come down the stretch. Their final uh, week of play is coming up on the 29th of February, so we'll see Drake and you and I uh, Saturday, then we'll see the rematch at the nap. Boy, be if we, is there? Did we find a tip time for that one? I didn't. You find it? I thought so. Late afternoon, early evening, and that might be also one of those wild card selections that could change. But I'm not sure if the time locks in with that because they have the TV coverage that goes over to ESPNU or CBS Sports Network, you know, something like that. I can't remember. Was it three o'clock? I think you said it was a late game. I'm pretty sure you did. Let's bring up the old basketball schedule right here. Regular season finale. Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Six bell. See, on the UNI Panther website, it's listed as TBD. Oh, this is ESPN.com. Well, we will see. All right, we will hear Murph and Andy coming up this afternoon at uh, 2 o'clock. The Fanatic slide in at 4 uh, the high school show tonight is at 6? Six? 6 o'clock, yeah. Emery Songer will be in. High school insider as it's tournament time right it around is, the corner. And you will have uh, college, college basketball, high school basketball tonight. Southeast Polk, that doubleheader. Uh, join tonight at 7 o'clock. Have a wonderful weekend. Monday will be here before we know it. That means the morning rush will start the week off locally. Miller and Condon in 10 to noon every Monday through Friday. 1460 KX.